lie, I be rolling with you, mommy. I be feeling the motion when I'm inside you. I be deep as the ocean. When it comes to your love, can't lie. If you strong as a potion, that's why me and you forever be coasting. Let's roll. Cold pilot on the passenger side, be so fly. She's so lit, we so high. Just me and my chick, yeah. Just me and my chick, yeah. Cold pilot. Yo, what's good, y'all? What's going on, man? Welcome back to another one, man. Sparking conversation. I am your boy, Rob. One. I don't know why I feel. I feel crooked. Yo, what's going on, everybody out there? I appreciate y'all as always for jumping on and getting rocking out with us on Tuesday evenings, each and every Tuesday, man. Y'all come out here and y'all show us love, and I definitely appreciate that. And shout out to all of y'all that download the audio version of this podcast, man. Because y'all are the real warriors. Y'all are the real champions out there. Because, like I said, for the people who just want to tune in to hear what we got to say each and every week, I just think that's dope. Because, you know, now we're in this digital age where everything is about the visual, right? Now, um, on top of that, you you know, you got AI going crazy out here when it comes down to the visual of everything. So it's kind of hard to know sometimes if you're looking at what you really like if you what you're really looking at is what it really is so i wanted to talk i wanted to start the show off tonight with just saying um y'all y'all got uh pay attention please uh pay attention y'all um it's all kind of new scams going on out here all right all kind of new ways of people to try to get into your business get into your accounts and take your money now remember um the way that uh, economy is changing, it's not necessarily changing based on, you know, we understand that the paper dollar and how they're trying to really totally get rid of that so they can control the people based on the new digital currency, but uh, not necessarily the digital currency that's on the blockchain. So this is no way am I promoting or marketing cryptocurrency for people to go out there and buy. I hope that this, what I say every time we get up here and we talk about different things, it just gives you a you know, uh, spark you in a way that makes you want to go at least investigate and go find out what it is and what it's about and what does decentralized really mean and what does it mean to really take back your freedom, right? Or to really get ready for what's going on financially in the world and be a part of it without you understanding that they're going to force you into a place, but then when they force you there, it's going to be something that's going to be out of your control where right now you can get into things and it could be all in your control, no matter what anybody else decides to do. And I think that's the most important thing because look, they have a whole bunch of things going on coming up in uh, May In May we'll be going to the, uh, so reparations, reparations has been something that's been on the table for a long time now. Uh, According to, um, you know, recent studies, they've been talking about it for longer than it's been really out in the public right now. So let's just say for the last 30 or 40 years or so, let's just give it that much time. They've been talking about reparations for those that they consider African-Americans. But, you know, the reason why all these other countries and other people and other, you know, uh, diaspora people figure out they got a way that they can get reparations for things they do or whatever is because. I don't really think they got enough money that they could really take, they could really pay us what would we be uh, old. You know what I mean? Now, worth is a totally different thing, but old, I don't really think they got enough money for that. Like, think about it. Right now, they're scared that the government going to shut down in a few days, you know? And and I think, you know, what makes it so crazy, uh, 
the government's shutting down because they're saying they don't have enough money, but it's the same government that's been sending taxpayer money over there to a war for a bunch of people that they trying to figure out ways to try to get them into a group, into NATO. Like, it's really weird, right? Like, how they get ready to say, okay, the government about to be shut down for a few days coming up. At least that's what they're talking about. It kind of makes you wonder, right? Like, definitely, right? Like, it makes you wonder, like, exactly what the real plan is. And then it's right in front of your face. But the one thing that we don't do is that we don't prepare, right? I think what happens is people can see exactly what's going on, but they don't want to do nothing about it, right? Because they're waiting. Because I think what happens is individually, people look at themselves and wherever they are financially or whatever they are as far as their family base and things are, and they just feel like they're safe. Or it's just them, and this is all until you realize what the power of coming together really means. And it's something that we don't talk about enough because anytime that conversation is brought up, the one thing that people want to do is they want to start talking about, oh, that's not what we do, and we can't do that. And they give you all the reasons why we can't get together or come together or do the right thing or pull resources, but they always tell us why we can't, and it's really weird. But at some point, I promise y'all, y'all going to be forced into a space where you're going to have to think about it and you're going to have to figure out a way to get around it. Because I promise y'all, without pooling your resources together, coming together, creating the life that you want, I'm telling you, you ain't going to be able to live on no island. You're going to need people. So that's just me talking to y'all. Y'all know how we do each and every week. We get up here, we try to drop y'all with some type of knowledge, right? Something that maybe y'all could go back and check out later. but. Okay, so tonight, tonight's show is going to be very interesting. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to my cousin Noel, man. I see you in the building, bro. Appreciate you for tapping in with us tonight. You know what I mean? We got to get you on the show, man. It's a lot you got going on, too. So we got to get you on, too. But um, tonight's show, right? We got a young lady named Miss Holmes that's going to come on, and she's going to join us. And y'all know... uh. On this platform, man, we we do it all, right? We talk about everything, but we also allow people to come on here and give their story and tell the things that the news won't tell, get the information out to the people that really need to know what's going on out here. And tonight's guest uh, is coming from us by way of Georgia, and it's a lot of things that go on in the southern states, y'all. And particularly, it affects us, you know, those that look like us. And, And, you know, the most terrible thing about it, that's where most of us are. And yet, the things that we're dealing with, we're still dealing with the same things that our people dealt with. We're still dealing with the same things that our ancestors dealt with. And it's crazy because I hear things like, you know, uh, Candace Owens, one time I heard something that she was saying, and she made a lot of sense. But then I thought about it. She was saying, y'all, you know what I mean? I'm not going to walk around here with this idea that I've been victimized. Like, because my grandfather, he really lived through Jim Crow. And my great-grandmother, she really lived through, you know, these things. And there's no way that I didn't suffer those things. So I'm not going to act like those things affect me now. And I understand what she mean when she say that because of the opportunities and the things that we don't do and we have right in front of our face. How many times we've been given something and we go run down to the Gucci store with that paper. But then I say to myself, nah, she, she bugging. And the same token, because if you go to some of these states and you see that they still operating in laws that affected those people that she considered dear to her, her grandmother, her great-grandmother, and her grandfather, those laws are still in the books in these counties and states. 
That's the thing that's crazy is that so many people wants to, you know, want us to turn away from that and get away from that whole fact. And, you know, got us thinking that we acting like we are, we victims. And then at the same time, none of these people are, are taking the opportunity to say, hey, do you know in these counties and these places that you talk about where your, where your grandparents used to live and all that, the laws that they had back then are still active right now today because none of the people that you talk about, even yourself, fought to get those laws changed. Do you know that they have these things still going on? We had Attorney Mitchell on my show, and she told us, like, some of the counties in North Carolina alone are still operating on laws that was enacted in the 1800s right now. So although we like to think that we're not being affected by the things that the um, elders went through, we still are by something simple like a traffic violation. A traffic violation that gets you locked up for a year in certain counties, if depending on how they feel. So tonight we're gonna talk about another state. You know, we've been we've been yo. We're gonna talk about another southern state, our Georgia. This young lady has gone through something, and it's considered a tragedy, right? Because you know she lost a child, a nineteen-year-old child, due to what they say, not what he did. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring her on and we're going to let her tell the story and we're going to let her get it out there. And like I always say to my people that's watching, if y'all watching right now, if you're not subscribed, wherever you're watching that on X, if you're on YouTube, just hit the like button, hit the subscribe button so you know when we go live and you know when clips drop and you can keep up to date with everything we're doing because we're going to keep bringing y'all the stories, y'all, regardless, all right? So listen, I'm going to bring the crew up. Well, we got Meek in the building. Let me see what she got going on. Meek, what's going on? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, you yeah, your shit sucks. Something's cr either your head's cricket, your glasses cricket, or your headphone. I don't know, but it's so cricket, right? Yeah, and then, you, know what, you, you know what's crazy though? Like as I'm looking in front of me trying to adjust it, it's like the opposite, and I ain't, <laughs> I ain't got I ain't got that type of coordination. <laughs> I feel like I'm leaning, like I need a V8. Cat, what up, yo? Hey, what up, what up? Y'all remember those commercials where they just show people leaning until they got a V8? <laughs> that made life better, a V8. That's it's crazy. <laughs> Vegetable juice. They had mad salt in that one, too. Yeah, y like bro. <laughs> Who who was sitting around and said, bro, let's use these tomatoes and let's drink yeah. tomato juice? Right. Yeah. I mean, but then now, now you can hardly find it anywhere. They make the juices, but they don't make the vegetable juice. No make more. the Maybe blends it. now with the fruit yeah. in it. Maybe it used to be good for us. Anything that's good for us, you can't find no more. <laughs> bro, you can't find you can't find tang anymore. That wasn't good for us. Well, I'm glad we can't find that no more. That shit was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo, but look, so tonight, y'all, y'all know what it is, man. We're gonna get to it, man, because um we're gonna try to give this young lady as much time as she needs. So, like we said in the briefing, I sent y'all the information already, so y'all already know what's going on. But to those of y'all that are watching live, you know, I want y'all to keep in mind, like, like as we always do when these shows happen, and we have our guests on that really gotta get up here and talk that talk. That yo, if it ever happens to you, you definitely will want somebody to support you. You will want a place where you can get the word out because you know that your local news and stuff like that are not gonna put this stuff out here, right? So you know you want to have a place like that. So just take 
um, you know, have a little bit of empathy for the people that we have on because things be serious. So let's bring up Miss Holmes real quick. There she go. How you doing, Miss Holmes? Hi, how are you guys? Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So listen, this is what we want to do real quick uh, for the people that are watching. We want you to introduce yourself to the people and tell them a little bit about what's going on with you. Okay, my name is Napoleon Holmes. I'm the mother of Eric Holmes. Um, we're from Georgia. My son was murdered in Plainfield, Georgia, 19 years old. But that's that's who I am. I'm Eric's mother, and I'm here to tell my story and hopefully help someone else. Right, right, right. So, 19-year-old, 19-year-old son. And, you know, I we... We have a lot of mothers on here, right? Like recently, we've had a lot of moms on. I think that's how you even, you know, what even made you reach out? To yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know, and understand, like you know, dad, you know, you moms are trying your best to raise your children the best way possible, right? Like everything that you possibly can do to give them an opportunity. And no matter, it seems like no matter what we do, even when your children are not doing something wrong something wrong happens to our children. It just, I say it, it is, you can't prepare them not to die. And I think that was my thing. I used to tell them certain things. I took them to the police um, as soon as they got of age, you know, that you may have gotten rebellious. I thought that would help. Well, I'm going to bring them down here. I'm not going not gonna to allow the system to charge my child before I do. Um, and I thought that would help. But unfortunately, my son walked outside of his job, went to the officer, and was still murdered. Um, so my ways of thinking, hey, well, if the officer come up, you know, you introduce yourself or you, it killed him. And so I just realized no matter what you do, like I said, I took him to the police. Uh, first time coming in, it was 10 o'clock at night. Like it was on a Halloween. But at that time, they were saying that if the kids are out late, they're going to punish the parents. Um, I tried to do everything. In the park, up until age four, to get out of the park. Um, I don't know. I think there's no book to parenting. And I try to tell people, because what we get faced with is, oh, the parent, and you didn't raise the child right, or you allowed the child to get away. And they don't understand that my child was at work. He walked outside. You guys seen that on video, and right. he was still taken. Right, and I and I think that's the one thing that a lot of people don't understand when it comes to us. They think that we just make up these stories, like we want to feel like want somebody to feel sorry for us in any event that we don't. Like, who wants to walk around here and just be in fear? Like, or who wants to walk around here and just feel like they want attention based on something like that? Right, like yeah gotta give yourself like people it's, it's just a really a lot of nasty people out here right now so let's do this let's talk a little bit about the son man so um is, do you want to talk about where he was working at when this happened or or are you now okay of certain things and stuff like that all right so he was working at igm which is international granite and marble um prior to that he was working at hormel Foods. My son had been working since he was 16 years old. Um, he had a child at a young age, but he, he took care of his child. And he told me, he said, Mama, he said, I'm 16. He said, but I don't plan on going to college because he had learned how to work on cars. And um, 
So he didn't plan on going to college, but he allowed his child's mother to graduate. She did graduate after he died. Um, I'm asking him, pull the work history. You would see my boy work. Uh, you also, they said that he sold a vehicle. Well, now they're saying that the vehicle was not stolen based on the reports. And had they checked, he was a registered car owner at the time of his murder. With registered valid insurance and his name had just paid car insurance on Sunday night. You murdered him on a Monday morning. Um, and and that's pretty much the story of Eric. He's 19 years old, murdered at work by an officer that she should have never been on the force. He had failed his firearm training, was not certified, had two previous use of force, uh, unnecessary use of force, and, and several uh, reprimands. But he was still on the force to kill my son. And you know, you said, you said something real interesting earlier about there's no book on parenting. And no matter what, you know, parents are going to still get blamed for whatever the, whatever outcome mm-hmm. that they say the child is facing. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was thinking about that. So Kev, let me ask you something real quick. You know, um, if, if, when you, when you think about this, right, like, I was talking to Tamika earlier offline and I was saying to you, you know, like when you when you go to work, right? That's the one place that people say you're supposed to stay out of that you keep you out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that or not? Yeah. I no. mean that's you wouldn't? I mean, that's no. where you know no, we okay. no, I'm I'm talking about in the sense of what is being said. Like they say, like yo, if you you know being at work, you know if you be at work, you won't be in trouble. Or if you do, you know, or you know the places, or if you was at home, you wouldn't be, you know, that that people throw these narratives around. But then you have cases like what you're going through, Miss Holmes, where no, that wasn't the case. You were in the place where he was supposed to be, and something still happened, right? So that's why. Yeah. You, Kev. That's why I'm asking Kev. Like, you know, what you what 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 do you think about that, Kev? Yeah, like I was saying, um, it's one of those things where our elders, that's all they always that's what they always told us. You know, before it was working with school. Hey, go to school every day, stay out of these streets. You know, because if you're in school, you can't be in trouble because you're not out here doing who knows what well, who knows what, you know, where you're right. in the place you're supposed to be. We traded that in for eight hours, nine hours at work. You know, hey, you, you're you not spending money when you're at work. You're not in the streets. You're not getting into trouble. You are in a safe place is what we were taught and what we, you know, normally think. Um, you know, my friends call, hey, man, we about to go. Something. Nah, bro, I'm at work. You know, I work till six. I can't go. Right. You know, so a lot of times that saved me from being in car rides I shouldn't have been in, going places I shouldn't have went, um, especially when I worked retail. Um, so I'm working weekends. I'm working nights. Um, it kept me out of a lot of trouble. And that's kind of how we were kind of raised that going to work, going to school, doing things like that, being in these places and these establishments would keep us safe, you know, and it would keep us safe from, um, you know, what's out there in the world, what's out there in the streets, because you're perceived differently as a working man versus a man that's just out walking in the middle of the night. You're perceived differently as a man on campus than a man who is, out at the liquor store. So we were supposed to be perceived differently is how it was, you know, branded to me when I was a kid, you know, look like you're supposed to be where you are and always walk with purpose. So that's how I was raised. I feel you. I agree with you. That's yeah. what I, that's what I, I would talk. That's what I did, you know, okay, well, and he did it himself. 
I'm not gonna go to work. You know, I'm gonna take care of my son and I'm gonna up this little trade and he's doing mechanics. Um and that's what we did. And we also say, hey, go to school, you will stay out of trouble. That's what we were taught. But now we realize these kids are going to school even in trouble. The yeah. drugs and everything else you want them to stay away from is at school. Our right. boys are dying on the way to work. You know what I'm saying? They're being some are not even making it to work. God made it to work. But you got men that are dying on the way to work. Jordan's lights, Jermaine's man, different ones. You can call them out. And it's like they were on the way to work. Right. Like the traffic stops are killing us now. Right. Going to school is killing us now. You know, you're afraid for to go to school. I remember my kids were in school. And just so happened, I had the Instagram page on it because that's the only how they had it. I'm on social media. I have to be able to log in. So they were in ninth and fifth grade, and I'm watching fight pop up on social media. And I'm rushing up to the school like, hey, it's a, it's a friend about to break it. You know? Right. Yeah, you're right. And, you, and, and, and that's the one thing about it is like, we try, you know, as as parents, like like I like you said that earlier, and it really it is really true, and that's why I was gonna ask you, me, like in the sense of what she said earlier about how the parents get blamed, right? No matter what goes on in these situations, the parents get blamed, right? Because what's the first thing they say? Oh, well, the parent wasn't around, or they must have been this, or they must have been that, and then you like we like we talk about stuff all the time. Like, no, like a lot of times we as individuals, when we go through things, it don't really be us that be, you know, we be in the right place at the right time. So mm-hmm. what you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's easy to blame the parents. Easy to say, oh, they, was, they wasn't raised right. That's why they doing whatever they were doing or that's why they were in the situation that they were in. It's an easy scapegoat, but they don't realize... How many things did you do that your parents didn't want you to do? Like, we all disobey our parents at some point. It don't matter what our parents have instilled in us. You can have three kids who grew up in the same household and they all different. You know, it don't matter. So saying that it came from whoever raised them, that shit don't make sense to me because everybody has their own personality. Everybody has their own traits. Everybody has their own thing. So all the parenting in the world doesn't change who they are. Like they are who they are. Exactly. Exactly. Cause that's how, that's how we are. Like, let's, let's put it in perspective, right? <clears throat> you know, uh, most of the time when we deal with the police, it's, we have to be in such of a, Hey, I surrender. Right. We have to go to them opened up like this basically all the time when it shouldn't be that way. You get what I'm saying? Like, listen, this 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 young man was a tax paying citizen, which means that whatever salary, whatever pension, whatever thing that they got going on, this young man was contributing to them being possible that to be possible for them to be able to do whatever they do with their family. 
right? And, and and then at any given time, they don't look at the people that they're supposed to protect in the same value that they would think about their own children. They are be so quick to take and do something from a person that they feel deemed that they got the power to do so. And they don't think about the ramifications on how we got to continue our lives with that one decision that they made. And then they go home and they kiss and hug their family knowing that this person that they just violated is not going to be able to do the same, y'all. So, Miss Holmes, I want you to tell, I, I know... But sometimes when we when we go through these type of scenarios, when we hear these stories, you know, anger comes about, right? We want to have better relations in the community between the police and the community. But this right here is just something that brings out a little bit of anger when these stories are told. So in your quest to find out or to seek justice, what how has that been for you dealing with this, being that it's the police involved? I had seven charges within three months. The officer was charged for being killed. He was charged for murder. He was charged for aggravated assault. They gave him seven charges. However, I don't know anything about that. So when community activists and the state, you know, their officials come about and present information and their all I know is this one. Ms. Holmes, hold on for a second. Your uh, your connection, your connection is choppy. It's not your, your um audio is, is like it's choppy. So what you're saying is not necessarily okay. going through. We want to make sure people can hear you. It's, it's like it's choppy. Can Whatever you hear you me now? Yeah, we we can hear you. It's just uh, I guess it, are you moving? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was someone was dry. I was dry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone you know, driving. What's happening is like you're talking, but it's going in and out because you're moving. So I guess your signal is jumping on towers. So we probably gonna have to wait. Wait, um, are you on your way somewhere where you can get still? Because I don't really want people to get your your message out. You know what I mean? So um, you want to make. I'm about to. I'm, I'm about to be somewhere right now. Like I'm pulling over. Um, yeah. So I'm about to pull over, but uh, like I said, it was seven charges in the beginning. Um, right. Then the VA was revealed for covering up child molestation. Once that happened, she immediately took the charges down. Wait, hold on. So the DA was. Wait, say that one more time. Wait, 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 what? So my son had seven murder charges. The officer got seven charges. Right. The officer received those seven charges. Georgia Bureau and the investigation said he was wrong. She said he was wrong. Everyone said he was wrong. One of their community leaders ended up releasing that the DA was over a child molestation cover-up. And once that got released up under my son's name, the charges was automatically dropped. Okay, so wait, wait. So what you're saying is the person who was prosecuting this officer on behalf of the state was brought up on charges from something unrelated and it caused this case to get thrown out. Pretty much. So it was, well, she didn't have charges, but it was brought up that she was the board chair over the child, over this group home. She was the board chair. She had been covering up since 2019 what had been going on with this molestation. Even one of the workers were fired for molestation and hired back the next week. 
All of this is in reports, you guys. All you have to do is look up the Rainbow House. Well, that information was released during the time that my son was going through, he was going through. Right. And because it was being pushed out through the advocates and everybody saying it, she comes back and say, oh, well, we're, I'm not going to go back up the charges. The first grand jury didn't find him guilty and we're not going back to charges. Seven charges. How can they not find him guilty on seven charges, including violation of oath, which should have been an automatic? He had two prior uses of forces. He beat up a man that was hearing impaired and speech impaired two months prior to killing my son. You guys, it runs so deep. The DA, I don't know if you're familiar with a story down here where the mayor of Jonesboro was just released for pulling out a gun in the officer. Guess who released her? That same DA, her same sorority sister. So the corruption goes so deep. And I guess once I just find fighting police brutality, right? Even though my son made him five for the state of Georgia. I didn't know a DA was covering a child molestation. I didn't know that the chief's sons had committed two robberies and the DA released him both of them in a three months' time. I knew none of that. But all of this out there in reports. So after you drop those seven charges on the sun, I began to go in everything that we had on. And so now I just been blackballed through the cameras. Wow. Okay. So yeah, that so, that's different. So, what you it's, say, no, Karen? it's very interesting because something like this is going on. Um, when I was in Mexico, I was watching the news, and they had brought up the lady who was prosecuting Trump's case, the black lady. Oh, yeah, 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 Fanny Willis. Yeah. So they did the same type of thing. They brought up some dirt on her mm-hmm. to try to basically dirty and muddy up any cases that she's a part of so they will all get thrown out so yeah. these tactics are out there and they use them when it's to their advantage you yeah. know wh- where is this when it goes to our advantage you know these judges that are dirty out here these lawyers that are dirty you know the the medical board and the things that they've covered up where right. are those things where are these smoking guns that they've been hiding in a folder when it's to our benefit it only comes out right. when it's to our detriment yeah. um you know, I don't live in the state of Georgia. I had to look up something really quick. Um, here in North Carolina, fun fact, here in North Carolina, uh, Grand Theft Auto is considered grand larceny, and it's a maximum of 48 months prison, $1,000 fine is the max that you can get. In Georgia, you can get 10 years or $100,000 fine is the max. So it's not a death penalty thing. So the fact that that officer went as far as he did it and then to, to come to find out that it was a young man's car that he when, when you run the plate you know who is registered to you know everything i got pulled i get pulled over all the time you know driving while black i get pulled over all the time and i don't think people understand the amount of stress and pressure that is on you when you are being confronted by a police officer the best thing that could happen for us is that we get a ticket that's the best thing that could happen. Give me a ticket, please. Please give me a ticket. Because if you take me out this car, you might try to take my life away from me over a routine traffic stop. You know, yeah. this woman right here, 
raised her son to comply, to listen, to engage, to try to be as helpful as possible and do everything that you're supposed to do when it comes to communicating with the officers of the law. And this person was just not qualified. This person has proven that he wasn't fit to be an officer. He right. was he had proven. I mean, what's the point of all this training to de-escalate situ situations? You have all this non-lethal training. You know, you got a whole utility belt of things that you can use. Um, but once again, this is a car that when you run the plate, you know exactly. It's not just the name. My picture is going to show up. So you're going to know who I am. So you're going to know the person that you're looking at is the person that you're going to know. You're going to know my address. And if you're at my place of employment, and I think I read on there that the boss came out and asked Eric to come back into work. So you know that this man is where he is supposed to be. And someone from inside the building has just verified that this person verified, yeah. is where they're supposed to be. And if you don't need anything else, we would like for him to come back to the place where he is gainfully employed. Exactly. So my, you know, I, I, I think people who don't take the time to read stories, people who don't take the time to do anything or just like, oh, he probably, he probably, he probably. No, no. The only crime is being a black man in America. And there's a stigma with that. There's a stigma and I don't care what anyone has to say. I know how it feels to get pulled over and I have to tend to. And I don't move my hands until the officer has fully approached my car, looked all around my car and they feel safe. I got pulled over today. They called two additional officers. Yeah, sure. Oh, I pulled you over because you jumped out in front of me. My light turned green. Yours turned red. I went on green. You flicked your lights when I turned. So you were going to run the light and you're mad that I went ahead and went on my turn. You know, and, and, and as, as usual, a lot of times we have to deal with people who feel like they could do what they want. The way they wake up in the morning and what they feel is the way that they move and they go around acting like they're better than people. And like that, that thing that they feel like, you know, that crew, that team, that gang, you know, like it's a thing. It's no different than people who are in gangs and stuff like that. You notice mm -hmm. that the people who can't fight be the ones who really are the toughest when they got their crew around because mm -hmm. they know that they got people who got their back. And then in the police situation, they don't understand. Like a lot of people, like the people that they, that they, we don't want those issues, fam. <laughs> Like, yo, do what you're going to do. Say what you're going to say. But ain't nobody is saying to you, like, yo, we trying not to go home. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, son, yo, how how you feel? Like, yo, I bet you you, you said my car stolen. I right, you'll run it, B. But who still a car and go to work? Exactly. No, no, no. And, and just, the thing is, I want to clear up. The car is not his car. He is a registered car owner. The car now belongs to a young lady. That gave three different statements to how her car was stolen. Eric had the keys to her car, everything. So now they're saying, oh, the car is not stolen. She lied, but Eric is dead for this car. Why would he walk outside to you if you're out here in a stolen car? And he's going to come and say, hey, officer, I'm in this warehouse building. I'm the one in this stolen car. Come on. Nobody would do that. Common sense. Is, is very well alive. Now, we know there's a lot of people who don't use it, 
we know a lot of people personally who don't use it. But that's not the case. The case is still, it's out here. You know what I'm saying? For you. And like I said, nobody wants to do that to go to work. Like if a person is going to commit a crime, and hopefully it's for some money. Like not just to be doing something like, yo, nobody going to steal a car. Like, yo, let me practice. Like, no. Like you you trying to get money if that's what you're doing, right? What you what, What's up, Kevin? So, so have charges been brought up on this young lady who, who has changed her story three times and her false police report resulted in the death of a young man? Was she brought up on charges? No, she was not. And um, she was not. She talked to a Caucasian female, 37 years of age. Uh, to my understanding, who knows Eric, okay? Um, so, no, she was not. This is the county where the car was reported stolen from. They also said, told her in the police report that the car was not stolen. It is in the police report. So, why would you guys, if you're telling her that a car is not stolen, why would you radio in to Clayton County that you have a stolen car in their in their county the next day? Right. That's escalating a situation instead of de-escalating. That's you know, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I had to look it up. Even if that was the case, allow the young man to have his day in court. But a lot of she said something interesting, okay. She said something interesting. The 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 lady was a Caucasian woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, so listen, you you that, see a lot of times the people get mad. Like you think about it, this particular officer, right? Probably got mad that a young black man mm -hmm. driving this white lady's. You know this. You, you know you get what I'm saying. When right, it, you it, don't know the association, and they they exactly. they still they they look down on that relationship. Or yeah, like interracial connection. I'll just say connection. I don't know if it was a relationship. Don't know. We don't know, right? We can't speculate, but we know that it has to be a connection because he's driving the car. Yeah. Right? I, With the key. Yeah. Not I, screwdriver. The right? key. And leave the keys in there. With, like, with hey, the maybe. Yeah. With the key. <laughs> With the keys. So, so, right so obviously there's a relationship of some sort, association, like, you know, whatever association or whatever with the, with the young lady. So in that regard, a lot of times it, which, which is sad to say that people get into their own bag and their own feelings when it comes down to racism and, and how they feel, you mm -hmm. give them and they'll make up anything to try to justify what they want to do. And the fact of the matter is they all stick up for each other. In that whole particular scenario, we know how the police are. You get what I'm saying? They'll know that they got somebody on the force that have 38 complaints. They done been doing all these negative things to people. And then something will happen to them. They'll yell a cold blue and they'll tear a city up somewhere looking for people who did something to a cop that they know is out here violating people like he wasn't supposed to get that back on. You get what I'm saying? Like they know. And and it's the same thing. It's no different than a gang. And that's the disrespect because the only difference with a gang is that they go out there and at least make their own money. We pay to be brutalized. To be <laughs> everything. Like we give you, like we're paying you to do this harm to us. 
Like, that's the disrespect that I'm talking about. That's what makes it disrespectful. It, it's not so much that, you know, we got to deal with it. Like I told you, all we got to go to them like this already. It's the fact that, yo, we just paid for you to do this to me. Yeah. Like, literally. He just came like, out of uh, Say that again. I right. said he just came out his job for this. Like, I allow him to go to work. He went to work for this. And the thing about it, I think what hurted me the most is I watched the narratives that they gave on TV. And I was that parent that would say, don't you come in here talking about you know, Black, Black Lives Matter and you out here hitting these officers. And I felt like the police had to go home. All these years, they blinded me. I thought that what they said on the TV was true until I watched them give an entire life. And so my son only came to you because he was trained to come to you. Okay, you got an aggressive situation. Oh, my mama's going to take me if I do something wrong. Or if someone's out here, my mama say, you got to go speak. He came out of his job for you because he was taught to do so. Wow. And you still murdered him. I, I don't get it. I, you know, this has taught me something unbelievable. So, was that the initial story that you 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 received? Uh, how how was the news given to you when when all this happened? Uh, did the job call you, or did you know somebody close to your son call you and tell you what happened? How how did you find the news initially? My son was shot at about eleven thirty. Uh, based on the police report, I didn't receive a call until after three thirty from someone at the job to say Eric had been shot. When we got out to his job, I'm about four o'clock. I asked, "Was my son there? I've heard you guys have shot him." They told me, "Ma'am, he's not here." I said, "Well, where is he? I don't know where he's at. Go find him. Go check Grady. Go check Southern Regional. They gave me two hospitals to go check while they had to tell the block that but they already knew they had murdered him four hours ago." Wow. Wait, hold on. So you mean to tell, wait, wait. So a person could get shot and then as you, it, with, with the police in that county, wherever they are, this is the, this is the scenario that happened, but they don't know where he was taken to. Like they can't give you the right and told you to go find it. And this is your child you're talking about. That is correct. They told me to go find him. I went up to one of the questions. Um, and the guy told me to go to the police department where the dispatch office was and to see where did they want him to. So I had to go to the police headquarters and the dispatcher had to tell me where they sent him to. So when we got to the hospital, we were notified at about 7 o'clock and the GBI came in and he was murdered. From, from 11 o'clock that morning, 11.30 that morning, so the whole day you just thinking your son at work like a normal day yep normal i had a nervous breakdown and i never knew that it was bad they said my son died and never i went through through the time that he was dying it happened at about 11 30 i was at work around the time he got shot and my body i just began to cry I didn't crank up my car till 1218. The death certificate said my son died at 1217. I felt every bit of his death and did not even know it. Wow. Sheesh. 
sheesh. And that goes to like this thing that is real when it comes down to the connection between parent and child. It's a it's a different level of a connection to your children, you know. And then it goes back to the people who say, you know, like they'll have, you know, young girls missing and stuff like that. And and then they'll say to mom, you know, it'll be years and the mother is still, you know, nope, she's still alive. You know, and people will be like, what you mean? Oh, no, she can't. Like, no, she's still alive. And then like two years later, they wound up finding her somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And then she, the whole time she was still alive. But that mom knew like that connection that some parents have to their children is is crazy and it's major and it's not a game. And I think people have to take that into consideration. But what was disrespectful to me is that you as a taxpaying citizen yourself walk into and to the, you know, the police station only to be given no information, but giving you uh, like a treasure hunt, put you on a treasure hunt for something as so serious as that. Like, the, the death of your child you, you're you're inquiring about your child not inquiring about a story or something you heard you were inquiring about your child and that was the response you were given and i just feel bad that you would that that's how you were greeted with that particular scenario and you would have to go all day before you even knew well take and, this and nobody, i wasn't able to see my child for two weeks he was murdered on november 21st I wasn't able to see my son to the day before I buried him. I'm, I'm thankful in a sense that I said, God, maybe you didn't want me to see him in his condition. And so I couldn't see my son. The GBI kept his body for almost two weeks. I had to go out to the GBI every day. I stood out there every day. I told them I wouldn't leave that building until they released my son's body. It was almost two weeks before they even did an autopsy. I, did, I never ID'd his body or anything like that. So what? for two weeks, literally, I was waiting on my baby. All I knew was he was dead. I had to go through Thanksgiving not seeing him. I, I I just knew he was dead. And I was begging for my baby. And I said, where is he? One minute they were telling me he's at the corner. The next minute, at, at the, I'm sorry, the medical examiner in Clayton County. The next minute they were telling me he's at the GBI. And then they said, okay, go make funeral arrangements. And go make funeral arrangements, thinking they're going to drop this body off at the funeral home. And he was like, oh, we're just doing an autopsy in a few more days. But they're doing an autopsy on a gunshot? Like, what well, they, What? What would the, uh, why? Okay, so from, from my understanding, I mean, correct me, y'all, because I know y'all, you know, with any of y'all, just jump in if I'm wrong, because, you know, but. Nine times out of ten, when they do autopsy, is to determine the cause of the death, right? Not when they know a cause of death, right? They do an autopsy so they can figure out how this person passed away, died, or whatever. Whether it's toxicology, whether it's you know, however they got to do it, whether it was or they have questions like, what were they drug? You know, like if they're yeah, like if there's question of suicide or homicide, you know, like that kind of shit. But not not seeing like a person is shot, knowing that this is the cause of their death, and they're saying, "Yo, we're going to do an autopsy." Like, exactly, you know, because they want to find anything. And he didn't have a bad toxicology. He had a low level of marijuana in his system. So he didn't have anything. But the point of them doing these autopsies, if they can find anything, 
to justify them, you're taking those brains out. We have the male Harris brain down here taking it. So anything they can find to say that they're not wrong, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna cut you up and they're gonna find it. The autopsy revealed that the bullet wound to his back was the one that killed him. So it was great that they did it because it determined that it was the gunshot wound to the back that killed him. To his back, but okay. So he was walking. But wait, so was he going away? Like he was going away from the officer. The officer broke the court protocol by shooting the moving car. Actually, it was the first bullet that made Eric lose. They had a 10-minute conversation at this. If they release that full video to you, you're going to see about a 10-minute conversation that him and Eric had. He allowed Eric to go sit in that car. Why would you let my child get in a car that is saying it's stolen? Why are you going to have a conversation with him? I would have took it better if you, my son came outside and you said, oh, this car is stolen, and you slammed him on the ground and said, I'm going to arrest you. And then you're going to find out eventually the car is not stolen, but guess what? He's alive. Not this car is stolen. I'm going to have a conversation with you, which the reports tell y'all that we well, had a conversation. I'm going to have a conversation with you. I'm going to let you go sit in the car and I'm going to sit in my police car. And then I'm going to come with a gun drawn. Get out the car. Get out the car. And now I'm going to shoot. And that first bullet is when the third went. And, and, and that's why that's why I was saying earlier it just sounds like a, all like a setup like it just sounds like it was purposely done like that was the way that it could be done like like that person was said to themselves that day I'm going to do this today I'm going to do something to some, it don't matter who it is I'm going to do one to one of these today because that's what that sounds like because in the event that they said that the car was stolen first of all why would you they let him get in the car if it's stolen and if it's stolen he has the key why wouldn't they just take the key get the person that they saying on the phone let's figure all this out let's make sure it is and just arrest the guy why let him get in a car that you said is stolen and then you shoot through the car and then a car on the side of the vehicle that is pulling forward, if he wants to go off or pull off, it's going to go forward. You're nowhere in the site. That's how the officer got started murder charges. He was all the way wrong until the DA was proved that she sat over that rainbow house while those kids were being molested. And she don't got nothing to do with the jump off. Seven right. charges. How did the chief say you're wrong? The GDI say you're wrong? The Office of Professional Standards say you're wrong. The DA and the prosecutor say you're wrong. If you seven murder charges and then let you up. And they make really, and you, you know, see, situations like this is what makes, like, people who really do their job for real because... You know, there are cops out here that really do their joints and they don't be out here on that all that all that garbage. And then you got these guys that all do these type of things that make it look bad for all of them. Because hey, at the end of the day, if you don't speak up against it, it just still looks like y'all all together in cahoots anyway, even if you are a good cop or not. The point is though, like everything that's about just that what happened with your son it just seems like something that a person did on purpose like they wanted to do that not that that was something that just happened that day but they wanted to do that and it just so happened to be your son that they did it to and that's why i feel you know the most like 
that's what got me right now feeling the worst because you know it was like a any meaning like a rant like it could have been anybody you get what i'm saying he was ready, he was ready. He put it on Facebook. The officer said the night before he murdered Eric, I come to thee. What deed did you come to to make you get up in the morning and feel better? I don't know. He also put on Facebook September the 21st. If you guys were to look, his Facebook is still open. I don't know whether he's taking it down. And I hate my job from the deck of my soul. It's days like this that I want to say effort. He told you on a live video that he don't like his feelings being hurt. Um, he don't know about anyone else, but he don't like to be vulnerable. Because if you're vulnerable, then you leave a doorway open for your feelings to be hurt. And I don't know about anybody else, but if you hurt my feelings, I'm going to hurt you. I mean, like physically. And I'm an officer, so people can call the police, and I can go to jail, and I can lose my job. Verbatim. How do you guys not see that? This man just did a live video telling you that if he gets angry, he's going to hurt you physically, and he can't do that. He was a ticking time bomb, and they let him get away. You guys knew that on September itself, two months before he murdered Eric, when he beat the man up, that didn't even hear. You guys knew that when he took the man's phone, and I have a record showing when he took that man's phone and went deleting information out of it. He's had two lawsuits against him already. He's wrecked three company vehicles said that he fell asleep. One time he had inmates in the car, totaled the vehicle over $19,000, and they had to get the inmate medical care, but this guy still got a job. Why is it? Is it because the chief is his sorority brother? His fraternity brother? Is, is it because of that? Because it looks like it's a big fraternity group out here, and all you guys are just covering each other. The congresswoman is a the, uh, part of the sorority. The state representative is part of the sorority. The DA is part of the same sorority. The mayor that she just let go for pulling out a gun on an officer is part of the sorority. So I'm facing a big sorority system. I'm facing the biggest game that I never knew, and I'm telling you. I call him out. I said, this is a game. All of you are letting each other go. And the problem that I have with that is that is if you're going to say my son stole a car, which he did not, then had he stolen a car, I need him to be held accountable and to go to jail for that. If you would have sent him to jail for that, he probably would have never been again. What I can accept is the chief's son having two armed robberies. And I want you guys to look that up. Chief's son had two armed robberies in a three-month time. He walked out on a on a $50,000 bond and the opportunity to go stay with his grandmother. All of this is in records. You know why? Because he had Keith Martin as his attorney. Do you know who Keith Martin is? Keith Martin was the same judge, the same DA, the same at over 43 years of work, the solicitor in Clayton County. He was told back in 2012 he was not to defend any more cases due to a conflict of interest. And he has let everyone walk in. So go look at the chief of Clayton County. Go research it. Say, what happened to the chief of Clayton County? They're going to tell you that he put a tracker on his wife and mistress car stolen from the narcotics department. They're also going to tell you he had guns stolen out of his watch. Ask yourself, what is the chief? The chief is now the chairman. 
been the chairman for the last eight years, and he's also running for chair for right now. The same guy put trackers on his wife and mistress car, stolen guns from the department at the same time that his sons committed armed robbery, both of them. It's, it's ridiculous. And the problem that I have is our sons can't do it. If my son is at work and come outside and talk to you and he's dead, why is the chief and the chairman and the sheriff and all that getting away? Man. They're black. All black. All black. What? The officer black. The DA black. The chairman chief. All that. All this is all black. All the sorority sisters black too. Everyone black. This like a little, like a little town, like a little. It's a large road. town. Yes. Okay, so you know for that place that you're talking about, Fanny, in, right? Yeah. The right. Fanny Willis you're talking about, she's from Georgia too. So Georgia's just the way all way around, Patty, and all way around. But mm. Clayton County is a large little city, and they've just been getting away. Wow. Most of our parents down here are paid off. I never knew that it was 104 people before my son made 105. If you would have told me that 104 had been shot in Georgia and mine was going to make 105, I would have been said something. I would have known it was 104 individuals shot in Georgia before it became my son, and I would have, I would have had that discussion. Man. And and okay, so that changes things too. That that yeah. that is crazy. So who we have on the line right now? We just got we got a friend to the show, man. He's uh he's doing a whole bunch of work right now on behalf of a lot of moms that's dealing with some things man we got john barnett in the building uh john barnett is a civil rights activist but he also does so much for the people more so than just speaking out for him right so i told him a little bit about your story before and i think i sent you his information when we talked uh a while back Ms. Holmes. and um so I asked him to come on tonight. He's busy. I know he's he's been in South Carolina tonight dealing with a different case, but um, so he jumped on because what we want to do is based on the things that you said, we want to get some information out. So Clayton County, he's very familiar with stuff that go on in Clayton County. It's been a bunch of stuff that he's had to deal with dealing with that. Like it's a bunch of stuff that dealt with the inmates down there. Um, it's a lot of stuff going on down there. He's familiar with that. So John, what's going on, man? Peace and blessings. How's everyone doing? It was going on, brother. Everybody, we good. We in the building. You know, we chopping it up with Miss Holmes here. And um, so, just to bring you up to speed real quick, what's going on is that uh, her son, her son was murdered by the police at work. Like he was coming. Well, he was at work. Uh, it was a report saying that it was a stolen vehicle, um, but you know whenever it came down to it they figured out that the car wasn't stolen and all these other things they allowed his her son to get in the vehicle only for them to shoot him in the vehicle and kill him so inside the, uh, inside the vehicle mm -hmm. what city it's clayton hey. county clayton county georgia yep notorious yeah, <laughs> I was in Gwent County, Gwent, Gwyneth County, um, two weeks ago, um, trying to assist a young man in court, 
who's just been just literally sitting in jail. And then a couple of months before that, we I just gave an attorney, a Muslim attorney, as a matter of fact, he actually represented uh, Lil Bootsy, the rapper. Uh, his name is Kenneth Muhammad. I gave him his first inmate jail case out of Fulton County. So inmates every month, every two months is dying inside the jail, not the prison, but the jail. Um, last year, they had about 11 deaths. One of the clients, our client, was, we did, they said it was cardiac arrest. But luckily, the family had a few pennies in the bank to do an autopsy. And we found out he was strangled to death by an 18-year-old cellmate. He was about 36 years old. Wow. So George is getting pretty gangster as it relates to violence. Um, North Carolina has 31,000 inmates. South Carolina has 27,000. Georgia has 41,000. So when you see those numbers, just deduct 70, 80, 90%, or should I should say 70%, and that means it's all black. Exactly. And so um, the first thing that needs to be done, I guess in a case like yours, and I'm sorry for your, for your loss, my sister. How many children you got? I, I have another son. I have a... Um... Uh, he just turned 18 years old, so Eric was just my baby boy. That was my, I mean, he was my oldest boy. That was my, my, that was my me. <laughs> yeah, okay. that was my. Um, I've been talking to a therapist, and the therapist is actually a cop that I got fu- that I got terminated for choking a young lady in the club. A couple years later, he became a counselor, and ironically enough, we kind of made made amends, and now he's a counselor for my organization. Picture that, bro. I know. Cop, I got fired is now a counselor. And so he talked about psychotherapy and he talked about counseling. So I don't want you to make sure you neglect the fact that your son is still living, is not traumatized by his biological brother being deceased. So I definitely encourage counseling for him. Um, yeah, I have him on the counseling and I um I did so as well. And I and I, you know, he still he it's sad that we have that mentality that when someone says something is wrong, it's almost like you have to prove to us why we deserve to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so sure. since then, have you got the, um, have you met with the police, you or an attorney? Because when there's a wrongful death, like, death, wrongful death. Yeah, case. it's a wrongful death claim. They're suing the entire county. Um, because they had already received notification that the officer should not be on the force. They failed to do that. Um, so the entire county is being sued. Let me tell you guys what happened. I had a state representative that was buddies with them. Trick me. I never knew that she was not supposed to represent me. And I didn't even know she was a state representative. She called me two days before the deadline and said, oh, Miss Holmes, I'm not going to be able to stay on the case but I'm going to do this report for you um, and I need you to go drop it off. And she felt the paperwork wrong. Thank God an attorney picked it up right away and was able to go in and edit it. She tricked me. And so I said, the correction is so sad. What's the date of your son's death? Uh, Date of death is 11-21-22. Okay. What, you and said 2122? Uh-huh. Yeah, 11, 11, 22. Yeah, okay, 11, 21, 22. Okay. And you know it's crazy. Okay, so you have four years, as, as you know, but wrongful okay. death never dies. So um, 
Did you do have, did you have a meeting with the um sheriff? Or is the sheriff or the I don't have a meeting with the sheriff, with the GBI, with everything. So I'm the parent that now is in the hot seat. Um, which they know they 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 got to be held responsible because they've already all admitted guilt. The sheriff admitted guilt. Um, everyone admitted guilt. But I'm just—it's like under my baby name, all of the corruption came out. So with that being said, I'm pretty much on the hot seat for the entire state because I've been everywhere. I've been at the governor. I've been my son every day that since he has died. All I know how to do is fight. I've literally fought every day, so I've reached everybody at this point that I could that's over the county, all of the state reps and all. Um, it's one state rep, Eric Bell, that's trying to work with me, but the rest of them are all sorority sisters with the DA. Okay. How uh, you have an attorney right now? Uh, yeah, it was an attorney, attorney down here um, that took over the case and an attorney uh she came out of Pennsylvania she's gonna ride on the case with them okay so right now you so they just picked make... it up okay so you just make sure you make it you're gonna prove them wrong um so you had a meeting with them nothing came out of the meeting other than they seven charges the about seven charges I met with them from the beginning he was charged automatically fired automatically uh, well, he was fired after they let him do his firearm training because he felt firearm training before murdering my son. Mm -hmm. um, he was not certified to even carry the gun. The week after he murdered Eric, they had him do firearm training. He passed and they fired him immediately. Okay. Have you, um, have you, uh, is the, the when a cop, when an officer shoots someone, the SBI takes up, have you been in direct contact with the SBI? I just started yeah. with the FBI because you know they was telling me, oh, we got it. I had two lawyers to hold me down. Um, one was a big firm, and I didn't realize she was friends with the DA until she told me, oh, Miss Holmes, I forgot to mention Natasha about Eric. I was up there with her for somebody else. And mm. she helped, they held all this information from the beginning. They knew that the officer was not supposed to be on the force or any of that. They just never see it nothing. So I don't realize the term brutality is just as bad as police brutality. And they shot him inside the car? Yes, yes, sir. They shot him inside the car. Do you have handcuffs? You on? can look at the video. The video is out. His right hand is on the steering wheel. His phone was in his left hand and all this thing. Was he trying to call me? But his phone was in his left hand. The car was his right hand was on the steering wheel. The officer's going to say that he tried to grab for a gun. However, based on the EMS report and the witness report, the EMS said they never seen a gun when they got on the scene. So yeah. how did they not see a gun, but he tried to grab a gun on you? And how did he try to grab a gun if his right hand was on the phone and his left hand had the phone? Yes, that's sense. He never dropped it in. It's all on video. I think and, that's you know, one of the reasons... Out. Check this out, John. Like, let's let's not skip this part. The D, the the person that was working the case, where he where he got the seven charges, the reason why the charges was dropped was because they were involved in something that was over a child molestation scenario, that something was brought out on them. So because that was brought out on them, all the cases that they were dealing with got was were dropped. 
so his charges would drop under the under the fact that the person that was prosecuting him, the DA, I guess, they um they were caught into something else that was going on. So you know, like the same scenario, like with the Fannie Willis type scenario. So I know it sounds redundant. And I know it sounds redundant. Did you meet with them after? Did you meet with the um I guess Georgia got solicitors, you got DAs in some cities. Did you meet with the solicitor or the DA after the decision to drop the charges? Oh, she won't meet with me anymore. Yeah, like gotcha. she's been caught up in so much um stuff. She's on the FBI investigation right now. Um, Chris Carr investigation, Georgia Bureau of Investigation. I don't know how far that's gonna go because that's her buddies, but the that's why the FBI I got them in because I'm like, this is the buddy system down here. Yeah, and I'm if gonna, we're gonna get on top of it, we're gonna all lose. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Last five cases I won, we won them through exposure and keeping that person's name in the public's eye, similar to shows that Brother Ra has here. And so so I I can only give you the blueprint to what has helped us. If you look at George Floyd, the reason they punished him, I'm certain that Ben Crump went inside and told the DA, if you don't charge this cop and send him to prison, they're going to burn down your city. And I'm not certain of that. But I got an idea. He gave them some type of idea that there's a force on the outside that if you don't charge this cop after us watching George Floyd die with his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 50 some seconds, that it's not going to be a good look for the city of Minneapolis. Uh, in Fulton County, I don't believe we would have been successful with the case if we hadn't staged a press conference and threatened a justice rally. And they immediately released the information and we found out that he was strangled. So I think what sets your case aside and shines a light on it is that exposure is needed. You need a demand that that DA be removed. We did that in Mississippi with Michael Jenkins being shot in his mouth. Next month, I'm going, I can't wait to get to Mississippi. I'm going to watch six cops go to prison on March 16th, 17th, and 18th. Six for shooting a man in the, in the, in the mouth. And we filed for a $400 million lawsuit. So when people say you can't win, I don't know nothing about that. Michael Jordan has a Amen. quote. He says, yeah, Michael Jordan has a quote. I love it. Now, I'm not a big Michael Jordan fan. He has a quote, and the quote says, um, the quote is, uh, fear is an illusion to me. And so when people say that you can't do this and do that, I, I see the total opposite. So especially in Georgia, I think it's important that you stage a press conference in front of the DA's office, do some type of exposure, call the media out, and let them know we want to know why she dropped the charges. Because these cops are getting off left and right. That's I mean, what I mean. It's like, you know, like, not, um, we've been exposing and things like that, but it's over so long. People, you police brutality is a thing they don't want to hear. Even your family yeah. and everyone else, they get tired. And I guess for me, they're like, well, you keep going. And I'm saying that I can't stop. I told my child it was 745, Eric, time for work. He said, I'm going, mama. I never seen my child after that. I, you know, he was a custodial father. Um, I, I just, I can't stop. And if if it yeah. tired everybody out or they're tired or hear from me, I don't care. You you took me aside. What you want me to do? Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to get raw my brother raw here some counseling because I believe the last fifteen shows. Mika, correct me if I'm wrong. It's all been death. 
correct? You know that scripture that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of death. And to my other brother, how you doing? It's it's just oh, death. That's like your that's the topic of your show. Black people well, getting look, killed. I, this the thing. I always said to myself, man, I wanted to make a difference. If if if, if anything, I wanted to do something, right? Like you know, anybody can create a podcast. Y'all know how that go, man. It's a bunch of shows out here, man. They all talking about the same thing yeah. or, or something in the, in, in the sense of when it comes to us being on camera. It's a bunch of arguing back and forth, separation going on. The fact of the matter is, man, like even with the direction of this platform, man, I'm just allowing it to take its own course, man. You know, sometimes you got to allow your purpose to, to to outshine whatever your thought process may be. And yet I thought maybe this would be great to be entertaining because we're entertaining people. But I mean, there's people suffering from things in the world and they just don't know, they don't have nobody to allow them to get their story out. That's right. That's right. You know what's funny you, know you said that because, because thinking about what your show does, and everybody and all your hosts and uh, peace and blessings to everybody on, on the show. But if Club Shay Shay, watch this, if Club Shay Shay was to do a show like this, he would be canceled. You hear what I just said? Early. If Club Shay Shay did one show like this instead of buffoonery, dealing with Monique and I, they, they, they beefing with him right now saying that he might be gagging. He had Cat Williams on there. If he was to do a show like this, I think he just had a show there a couple months ago. If he did a show like this, he'd be canceled because he's informing the masses. And he's really not had a serious show. So it's important that Minister Farrakhan, he, he didn't say nothing else. He said, you're supposed to use your gift to uplift your community and then secondly, uplift the world. Like whatever gift that is. And so in saying that, I appreciate you for, this is probably the most unrecognized show but it's an important show for me and that's why i stopped what i was doing tonight dealing with all these clients to come on but i encourage the mother that i'm coming back to georgia you ain't far from me three hours i will show you how to okay. stabilize the press conference <laughs> you need to lock down find me a black baptist church in your city and you need to do a justice rally hosted by by you on behalf of your son and you bring other people to come in and just speak about their issues but it's hosted by your son you invite oh, the media okay. out. so every time you need to make sure they hear your name the way we hear Breonna Taylor, the way we hear George Floyd, the way we hear Trayvon Martin. Trayvon had people buying Skittles and hoodies. I did a march. I did a rally in Charlotte. It was a thousand people showed up. And they told me three days later, this is the largest attendance ever. Not so much of what I did. I said, I didn't know that. But what I realized was that that name rung across the whole world. And so you know it's up why? to you. Because CNN told you to say it. If CNN mm -hmm. tells you to say it, if these big people are going to start backing it, you're going to know that name. If CNN mm -hmm. don't tell you to say it, and we don't have big activists behind us, we're just put to the side. But when right. CNN says, hey, you guys, this happened to them, the whole world's not in. Oh, CNN said it. You're right. But if CNN you know, don't tell you, you're going it's That's funny you said that because there's a song by Jay-Z and Neo, and it's on his Black album. It's the last song on the album. And 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 Neo sings this hook and he says, if you don't see the bodies, if you don't see the bodies in Katrina on CNN, then nobody will recognize it. And something in reference to the, you know, the Katrina catastrophe yeah, 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 that went on. And he basically saying, if you don't see it on CNN, you don't even know it exists. And so I think it's important that you ain't got to always have CNN. You got TBN. 
I think down there in Georgia. But I think it's important that you you just gotta keep penetrating the case by exposure. Yeah. I did something dramatic. I, you know what I did in Mississippi? See, one thing. One thing. I, if I didn't learn nothing from Reverend Sharpton, he said that James Brown sitting in the car with him, right? He's sitting in the car and they just chilling, right? And Mika, they sitting there and they talking, and Reverend Sharpton is just frustrated because it's 1991 and crack cocaine has taken over New York City, and in the projects, and black folks are just smoking crack left and right. And he asked James Brown, "Man, I need to get." The, the message out. Crack is killing us. And James Brown said, you need to do what I do in soul music. And Al Sharpton asked him, what is that? He said, you got to do two things, which has made me the godfather of music or godfather of soul. He said, you got to be loud. You got to be dramatic. So I started thinking about that. I said, when you look at Bobby Brown stepping out of the ranks of New Edition, he, he became popular because he was loud and he was dramatic. Muhammad Ali was loud and dramatic. Ric Flair, Charles Barkley, Howard Stern. These guys are loud and dramatic. We don't forget them. You know why? Tupac, they was loud and they was dramatic. And so whatever you got to do to do something different that nobody else is doing, then I suggest you do that. What have you come up with? Shane Quella Robinson case had died in Charlotte. as I close. And I said, you know what? Let's send, she, what's her favorite color? The mother told me pink. And that's the young lady, of course, you know, that died in Mexico. She said, I said, let's send some pink envelopes to Joe Biden and let's send some pink envelopes to Mexico. Two weeks later, I was in D.C. standing beside Ben Crump. Man. Off of a pink, off of a pink envelope, y'all. I didn't know what was going to happen. I just said, let's just send some pink envelopes. Because I remember where Jeremy Sharpton taught me. He said, be loud and dramatic. So you got to get loud and dramatic. And well, I think that's what's going to bring your yeah. son's taste to the well, forefront. Well, you know what else we need? We need our own CNN. We need our own scenarios and our own places where we could get these things out. And then we need to make sure that we can continue to fight even afterwards. So that's why platforms like this, and it's, it's, it may be a few others out there, but hopefully they'll come across as they look at the shows that we put up and allow you guys to come on and give you a story because you're right. People not going to know unless we put it out there. And in the event, like like I said before, we know how to power of social media. It's, you know, social media is a very powerful tool. We all just have to utilize it. You know, that's why I say for me, I'm going to always do my part. When we have these shows, we go live. And even after the show, we clip them up and I put them out. And we make sure that we keep the word going and we keep these people's name out there. And regardless, it may just be on my platform, so to speak, or my page and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, for anybody that's been a guest on this show, they can always have some type of something that they can use to spread the word about what they got going. Mm -hmm. That's why it's very important that, you know, we allow people to continue to come on here. And you, you, you were, you were right, fam. You know, I, I do deal with shows that's been dealing with a lot of things that's involving death, but mm -hmm. the deaths that they've been involved in been dealing with the lives of people mm -hmm. who have all been a contributor to society. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important. You know, I can't even sit up here and take it personal like that and be like, yo, show going morbid. I can't do that. I have to be like, yo, wait a minute. The children that these things are happening to, when the breakdown comes about, you'd be like, wait, they ain't do this? Oh, they weren't in no gang? Oh, wait, hold on. You know, we have a car um, on the other day, and it's like, yo, wait, her son, they was in a wait, and they went and did what? And he ain't do... 
and you you find yourself in a position where yeah you may be thinking that it's negative because it's death but I feel positive man like I feel I feel energetic that you know people choose this platform to come on cuz we be bugging mm-hmm. John like if people yeah, go back I would have never heard of these stories otherwise think about that and, and, and let me ask you this what did it, what what is why they drop the charges need to know oh hold on what you say would you say john i'm sorry i'm well, sorry let me cut you off why did they drop the charges why they drop the charges yeah so what i do is it's one of those things where they bring the charges up and if the da does not present the information that she needs in order to get that indictment she's not gonna go through and another thing that i also learned that was weird to me was that you say the grand jury is private right this is a group of private citizens but when you look at it this is a group of citizens that know you official. This is a group of citizens that are looking at that whatever this charge is, that's going to be their tax dollars. So if you don't bring in the information that you need to bring in to present the case, and in this case, we know even with the officer that raped the young lady on the way to jail, was found guilty by the GBI, his charges were dropped. Even the officer that shot the guy inside of the annex building, which is the courtroom, over a tablet in his hand, his charges were dropped. So out of 189 officers in this county, you have one that has been charged. Wow. Wow. One. Great 189 total. One that has been charged. And the DA, her cousin, um, who was fired from Clayton County, all over that Victor Hill mess, and that goes deep. It's a lot of corruption. She actually brought up that the DA say that if you do not present certain information to the grand jury, you won't get an indictment back. What she did not present to the grand jury was that the officer already had two prior uses of force and um, that the officer also raped three company vehicles, totaling out one vehicle with inmates in it, that the officer had previous DUIs, that he had previous family battery, aggravated assault. If she would have brought up the truth to the jury, no way he would have left. You brought him in there like he was an innocent officer. We're not allowed in the courtroom. So you have the officer in here with the citizens of this county and the officials of this county. Wow. Wow. Yo, we gotta we gotta figure this out. So so all right, so we know now that the one thing that hasn't happened in, in as far as what you have done so far is a press conference, right? So we feel like we gotta figure out a way. Um, well, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to connect you to uh, John. I'm going to connect you with Miss Holmes on, on um, online, and then hopefully you guys can can come together on some on some things, or at least be able to pass the information along that's needed because it all coincides. Because, like I said, I'm gonna have a show. I'm gonna have all the moms that we've been talking to so far on because I think too just for support, you know, you guys should you know, have, have means that you can communicate with each other. Right. Because at at some point, you know, when you're going through something, very few people can relate. Now people can, you know, sit up here and say, Oh, I don't know what I would do or what they would do if this was them, but they don't know what it's like to actually go through it. And being that you moms have gone through it and going through it and are all still fighting. 
and it's not one of y'all that's not still fighting. I think it's it'll be a good thing for you guys to get together and, you know, just be able to have some communications and stuff and, you know, be able to encourage and uplift each other because, you know, we we can do it, you know, but it's nothing like, you know, someone that's actually going through it with you. And and, and so we're going to do that. And I know- Okay, I got mothers for you too. So I'll, I'll can send them over because I deal with a lot of mothers through the state of Georgia and around the world. So I could send them over to you guys too, especially those that we know. You know, like not every case is going to be a case where the police was wrong and we understand it. And they also have to make it home too. But in cases right. that they're just taking our lives too quickly, it's not, it's not fair. Not at all. And yeah, you can send them through. Like people got stories and they need to get them out, send them through. Well, we'll, 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 we're going to work it out because at the end of the day, like I said, you know, what, what better way to contribute or to help, but, but to mm -hmm. allow people to get this stuff out, because like you said, we don't have our own CNN and maybe sparking conversation can be that, you know, for people, you know, that they can get this stuff out and we can help continue to push it. Because like I said, if it happened to me and I'm sure for the rest of the crew up here, if it happened to us, we would want people to rally behind us we will want somebody right. to do the, the the least thing share a video make a video you know let people know that i'm dealing with something and if you wanted to feel like it's something that you wanted to support here's something for you to, 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 to jump on and i feel like that's mainly important because even now like even you like um as a mom and you know and it's very I, i'm very particular because i always be one to ask where the dads are the one his dad, his dad is in, in jail. Let me tell you, his dad oh. is in jail, and I and, and this is what I have to say to them: You call us fatherless. You say our homes are fatherless, uh, our kids are fatherless. But the truth is, you're taking most of our men. If you're not killing them, you're locking them up. But his dad and his son, he went to jail. He said, "I can't be on the street. I don't know what they expect. I can't be on the street and this man and just killed my child." He went to jail two weeks after my son was murdered and sent this self there. He said, I would just rather be here than wow. to be out there. And I face that every day. Wow. You ask us to be parents. We're used to being parents all of our lives. I took care of my baby. That that was that was my that was my child. And I I let go my youth because I was 18 when I had him. But I let it go to try to do what you guys say. Okay, what's supposed to be done by the book, right? You mm -hmm. put him in the park. You keep him out the streets. Okay, he was in the park from 3 to 15. What else do you want? Okay, they need to go to work. He was at work. So I I, I forced myself to, because at this point, I'm like, what kind of justice do you guys want? I mean, because I'm still his mother. Like, you're asking me to stay out here and not want to hurt anyone. But someone has hurt my child and he's on the street with seven charges in two. Yeah. Wow. And and that, like a, that's why I say, you know, it it's it's one of those things, right? You you wanna ask. Like I said, the the reason why I don't ask is because of those scenarios right there, you know. At these particular times, you know, when it comes down to us, you know, being represented, it's that narrative, even with the dad. So we we try our best to make sure that we're all represented and stuff like that. That's why us as men, like I like Kev, you know, me, Kev and Meek, like we 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 say to ourselves, and I know there's a stigma, you know, um, 
that black men don't protect their women, black women, or we don't support y'all. So the purpose of the show is to change that narrative, right? Like we can't continue saying that we don't because we support it. And right. even when y'all sleep, we supporting y'all. And even when other people are forgetting it and dying down, even when the family is tired of hearing it, I'm still supporting y'all. I'm still promoting y'all. We 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 still are at it. Once the story, once it comes through me, I mean, we still go. Like we, you you can look up three four months from now, you you gonna see yourself like, damn that, yo, they really still pushing it. Like yeah, we still pushing it. Like we not gonna stop. So if you not gonna stop, we not gonna stop. So that's right. Um, I'm I'm thankful. Oh, I think she had a connection scenario. So she's um she'll come back on in a minute because um we about to close. But in in before we do that, like I said, John, I'm gonna connect you with her, and then okay. some people guys can kind of set up something and you know get a press conference or a rally going, um to where you know she could. That's the one thing that she has that's missing. And then I'm gonna set something else up. So me, I'm gonna get with you on the background because I'm sure. This is going to be a great way for them to journal the 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 journal that's going forward. Uh, once we connect all the moms that we've been talking to so far, right? How they Absolutely. can help create this type of support group, and then hopefully, John, when we do that, and then Kev, we could come together and we can have some sort of panel where we can get these groups of moms together, and we can have a mm -hmm. lot, and then from there marketing and, and market it to a way where we can try to help build this for all the people who are dealing with this across the nation you know create create a movement That's of support great yeah, yeah great idea so, they call I it the mothers of they call it the mothers of mourning i heard that uh trayvon martin mother eric garner's mother michael brown's mother and tamir rice mother um they like talk almost weekly but they come together, I think, annually. And the group is called the Mother of the Morning. So it's a support God, group yeah. for one another. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to start one too. You know, we'll yeah, figure out a great. different name. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out a different name for it. We'll start one, we'll start with, with, with what we're working with. And, and and I know it'll grow. The sad thing about it is that the way that it grows is the tragedy keep growing and we want to we want to make sure that that part is 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 what we could try to get a little grip on and then the people who already dealing with it let's get them some help versus it just adding on people new because they're dealing with it fresh but we all know what the way things are going that might be the case so sometimes we got to get in front of things right let's get prepared let's, let's get that's prepared right. let's oh. not eat it no more that's right how was our son 19. 19, wow. Yeah, they're stopping us down early. 19 years old. Everyone, every every child so far, every child of the moms that we talked to so far that we've been dealing with have been young adults. Yeah, they said the number one killer black man between 18 and I think 25. 25. By the hands of another black person. That's sad. 25. They're not dying of old age, not cancer, not, you know, not a what is it um colon cancer or none of that and and yeah. you know it's so sad in this case like we talk about in georgia like yo listen this ain't even about white or black i mean well you know a racist thing this is these are black people that did this 
Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So even those that look like us ain't for us. Say that again, Kev. Say say it again, Kev. I said all skin folk ain't kin folk. That's real, Kev. That's real. And but we have the responsibility of trying to help our people as much as possible in all aspects. But then again, we're faced with that same scenario that Kev just said. All skin folk ain't your kin folk. Yeah, we are dying, dying a rapid rate. I mean, I, I, I asked myself one day, how many more black people? How many of us have to kill each other? Like, 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 when is it going to end? Like, we just killing each other, dying out, and it's daily too. You know, it's stuff that we don't see. Somebody got shot in Compton tonight, probably Chicago. You know, we're angry. There's a spirit of anger going on in the black community. Ain't no love at all. You know, Farrakhan said, you look at another black man and you just want to just kill him. You know, you're looking at your brother. You know, last Muhammad taught Malcolm them. Every time you look at a black man, you're looking at God. Where are they? They, they killing God right now. I just thought about that too. Now, we, we, why y'all say that? Because, um, real quick, I don't want to go too far on this, but Jam Master J, right? We know that, um, he was killed about. Well, how, how long ago was that now, y'all? Probably about eight, 12 eight years, years ago. Eight, eight. It's been a minute. All right. And so now it comes out that the person that did it was his godson. That's right. So you you would expect that things would happen to people from people who, who, who don't like you because of something that they can't get from you. Not from the people that can actually get stuff from you, and they still right. don't like. It. So we we faced with some weird stuff. What's wrong, Kev? Two thousand two. That was twenty two years ago. That was twenty something years ago, yo. That this happened. Like how long ago? Him. He died he in two thousand two, brother. Two thousand two. Yeah, he was murdered. Wow. Twenty something years. Twenty two years that this has gone on, and just to come to find out that after twenty two years, the person that did it was someone that was just in spam. Yeah. I mean, when you look at if you look at that eerie picture of Nipsey Hussle and the guy that shot him, they all took a picture together. He was they was all in, I guess, a rap group or whatever the case may be. They were all in one click. So you think about it, yo. So it's a couple of things that we can equate it to. We just can't prove it because that's the thing that we don't have a lock on is science, but we will get there one day. But either it's in the food or it's in the air. But something is 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 affecting us in a way where it's out of control. Um, anger is like the new. That's the new love right now is anger. Mm-hmm. People people love to be angry, and 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 it's weird. And and so while while we are doing that, these other communities are coming over here from other places, and they just racking up everything. But that's another that's right. show. That's, right. that's another show. Well, all right. So we gotta go. I, I think um you know. She, Miss Holmes, her, her connection was kind of in and out tonight. She was traveling. She had things that she had to do. Um, she was moving in about. So, um, if any event that any of the audio was too distorted through, for the people that's watching, we'll have her back on on another date so we can really get down to some of the things that may have been missed. But I think we got some good information from her that we can get this word out. Um, 
Uh, also, John, thanks again for jumping on at such short notice. I know you've been traveling. I know you was in South Carolina today. I know we got mm -hmm. the um, show next week uh, coming up with the young lady that was drugged by the bus driver. We we are um, we are going to, if nothing else, we're going to be the platform that changes the narrative on what it means to have a headphone and, and a microphone. You know what I'm saying in front of you. We're gonna change the narrative of that. Because you know? mm -hmm. as much as we might want to go back, I know I do. I be I be thinking of all the time. Damn, I want to laugh again. I ain't been able to laugh <laughs> on the show. You know, my, <laughs> I love laughing. That's my favorite. In about a month, yo. This I ain't is no food. I'm trying to be serious. I can't eat. I'm just <laughs> trying to be. And I want and look, and I want I want to talk to my man with the one hand too. We can figure that out. John, and we could work something out like with that, my man with the one arm. Okay. Okay. Guy, I can definitely get him on. Yeah, I wanna I wanna talk to him, man, because you know it, it I think his story is something that a lot of people, if they hear it, they can avoid it. Because the mm -hmm. people you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. if a man with one arm could get blamed for something that a man with two arms do, then the man with two arms need to really pay attention. That's right. That's right. Exactly so right. We need to work that out. So at some point, we'll chop it up and we'll work that out. But um, all right. So to those of y'all that was watching tonight, thank y'all, man. There's a bunch of y'all that jumped off and on. Uh, thanks for everyone for the comments tonight. Uh, I, I really appreciate the love and and support that we get just here on the show. Um, each and every week that we jump on. So thank y'all. Um, so before we get out of here, John, what, what, what you got coming up next? Any, anything coming uh, up tomorrow? Next? I'll be in front of the Con Con courthouse in Conway, South Carolina. I'll be releasing the video of the um, bus driver, Italian bus driver, um, that allowed a black girl to have her arm being lodged inside of the door. And he's driving down the road on video with this young lady. He was fired from his job, charged, and then they dropped the charges on him, just like they did the mother earlier. So tomorrow I'm going to be demanding that they, they, they uh, bring the charges back. So tomorrow will be pretty interesting because we're releasing the video. It's all on video. You can't hide it. He actually, uh, she fell asleep on the bus. And while she was asleep on the bus, she walks to the door and he tells her to get off on the stop that's way above her house. Um, he opens the door and she sees a dog don't want to get off. They talking to her for like two minutes. Get off the bus. We got to go. We got more stops. So he gets frustrated and shuts the door and her arm is lodged in the door. Then he backs the bus up about a block and a half um, with her arm still in it. She's begging for the arm, uh, for him to let her arm out and he doesn't do it. So he gets back to work and gets fired. He gets charged for uh, physical conduct toward a child. And mysteriously last September, this was in August, they dropped the charges. Um, civil case is still wide open, but no charges for this Italian bus driver. So tomorrow we're going to release the video and encourage the solicitor in the backwoods of Conway, South Carolina, which is sad. No black leadership, probably 60 percent black, but no black strength. It reminds me of South Conway, South Carolina, is like South Africa. You know, you got 10,000 white folks that's running a million black folks. And the reason they can do it is because they get their mind. Once you take their mind, it's a wrap. They're totally. They totally uh, take control of everything. I just had this conversation today with somebody. I was telling them about how 
you know, we be the majority in so many different cities, yet we're not in none of the legislative offices in that city to help us with anything that we need. We always looking for somebody to give us something. I hate it. I I just had this conversation with somebody today about that, and that's why I I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm a forever pop shit. On, on, on this platform because that is something that we cannot continue to tolerate. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I promise I, I just you had this conversation it. about that today, man. And you yep. know, and I was specific about towns and cities, especially around here. I was I was specific. These people come, they get they not only because they build their temples and everything here. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? They become yep. like councilmen and all these other things. They're the ones that's getting the budget in and they're creating budget for themselves. They open up the same type of restaurant in the same shopping plaza. On that's right. Selling the same daggone food. And both, do- yes. and both doors is open and packed. Yeah. Thanks. So it's, it's just different. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm being particular right now who I'm saying based on things. And I don't want people to think I'm trying to be racist because I'm not. I'm saying in the event that these people do what they're supposed to do. We should learn from that. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, Kev, what you got coming up, Kev? What's up, y'all? Uh, the band got two shows this weekend, Friday, Saturday. Um, still working on some other things, man. Just keep, keep tuned in. There it is. We know that y'all working, man. We seen that the band got yeah a couple things going on, so I know y'all out here getting it popping, yo. So that's a good look. Meek, what's up with you? What's going on with you? You know, I'm always busy. I'm always working on something. I got a million ideas in this head of mine. I just gotta get them all out. Uh, so I'm working back with my coach, trying to get some things in order. Um, hopefully, have some journals published soon. Get them out there, some streamers yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm working. Yeah. I'm working. I, I spoke at a black church and I use your planner at both churches. I spoke at two churches Sunday. So I appreciate that planner. It was a good look. Yes. Make sure you make, make sure you send me that cash app request for Miss uh Miss uh Coca from last week. Oh yeah. Um have her get in touch with me. I haven't heard from her, so I don't know what to put. Okay, I'm put. I'll make sure she call you in the morning. Okay. Yeah, so definitely. So yeah, so without further ado, all of y'all that's watching, thank y'all so much. Um, and as far as what we got going on, just be on the lookout. We got a lot of content. Y'all follow the page. Um, we have a lot of content dropping. We have a, a a lot of new skits dropping. A lot, you know what I mean. We and plus, you know, we we building and we filming and we getting a lot of things together. Um, it's just so much coming up this year and I want y'all to just stay connected and just stay with us man because like I said we're going to continue things and we're going to continue to grow and we want y'all to grow with us right so double salute to y'all shout out to everybody that took the time out to do comments tonight we definitely appreciate yeah, Stephanie, Stephanie's definitely listening tonight so shout out to Stephanie McGinnis uh, yeah I see her in the building Steph you know that's you next week we, we got you on next week we're going to talk to you um, with this whole situation involving, uh, you know, the young lady in the door and the bus and all that. We want to make sure we get that out. She jumped on, um, but, you know, we're going to have her on next week. And it's going to be fly. And and not only that, I want all the people to know, like, you know, these people that we be having on the show, just if you can, man, go follow them. Show them a little love and support. Hit a little like on the video or a heart or something or what's the one that they the heart the emoji that hold the heart 
<laughs> I care. Yeah, hit, him, hit him with a care or something, man, because y'all, I'm saying, it could be you. You know, so sometimes emojis work. I know in other instances it could seem, you know, insensitive, but then there's times where sometimes just sending a person an emoji letting them know that you're thinking about them can help them in so many ways, y'all, versus the words that you may come up and say. You know what I'm saying? So please, y'all, all y'all that's watching, y'all go back, y'all see the clips of the people and the moms and stuff that's dealing with these things, y'all. Just show them a little love, y'all, for real, because I wouldn't know what to do to think that I was coming home and my little one wasn't going to be there. I'm going to be honest mm. with you. I, 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 I'm gonna be honest with you, because the way he be, the way he be directing my life right now, there's no way that I can look up and not figure out that he not gonna be there on, and and that's every day. I man, I be somewhere sick, yo. So again, shout out to the moms, y'all are the strongest in the world. I'm just gonna get out. I'm, I'm gonna give y'all y'all flowers, man. Y'all the strongest in the world, no matter what color you are. Let me put that out there too. You know what I'm saying? All right, so until next time, man, y'all know what it is. I'm your boy, Rob One. This is show, Sparking Conversation. I was about to say Showtime, Carolina. This is Sparking Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, man, y'all hold it down out there, man, and just don't, don't ever forget. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will, y'all. Peace, y'all.